this. This is a football podcast, man. Meat. Football. Good. Man, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. We have myself, Josh Johnson, and my good buddy, Ben Watts, in the driver's seat with me. We're talking fantasy football. We're talking week 13. Ben. Yes. Let us in. Give us, as you as you do every week, give us the little pull the blinds and let us look in on your weekend. Let's peeping Tom your weekend. Uh, first of all, you don't want to peeping Tom my weekend because you'll see things that. <laughs> let, let's be honest; they're frightening. Frightening. Truly, truly frightening. No, I didn't. I didn't do a whole lot. Let's be honest. That's why it was frightening. I don't. I don't have much of a life. <laughs> um. Not as good a week as it was last week for fantasy. Uh, a Fair lot enough. more, lot more losses this week. This this go around, we probably went more fifty fifty instead of undefeated. I think I went like seventy five percent, but it's to the point in the year though where you can win and it still be an L because I've I've got those kind of like conditional matchups for playoff seating in a couple leagues where like. I can win, but it it doesn't matter. I'm done. Or I can win, but I still need a little bit of help to get into the playoffs kind of thing. Or I'm yep. squarely in one of those top couple seeds. Yeah, one of my, uh, I think my main teams, I actually faced you this week, and win or lose, it had no effect on the playoffs whatsoever. Because, like, if I... None at all. If I beat you, then I think you would be the two seed. And that would bump me up to the three seed, and we would still play each other in the playoffs. Whereas you beat me, and you're the one seed, and I'm the four seed, and we're still probably going to play each other in the playoffs. So, yeah, if if nothing else, it boosts my ego. The problem was, it's a super flex league, and my second quarterback, Lamar Jackson, got hurt this week, and so not only did I, I mean, I won, but I was already the number one seed, so. Honestly, winning, it was not... I would I would rather have the L and a healthy Lamar. You won, but at what cost? Exactly. It's what they call a perfect victory. This should and, tell you uh, how strong this team is. You lost Lamar Jackson and still beat me. Yeah, and I did not play A.J. Brown. And I got Jamar Chase back. I mean, let's... Let's be honest here. There's a reason why I won, and it has nothing to do with me having a good fantasy team. There was one element to this team that was kind of just a throw-in because because I started the Cleveland Browns defense oh, against my ben. gosh. I was getting so <laughs> mad because, like, uh, I think there was another team, and I wanted another team in the league. I wanted them to win because I have the other guy's pick, and I just wanted it to be a higher pick. And he had Deshaun Watson, and Cleveland kept scoring. And I'm like, oh, Deshaun Watson must be good. And I look, and I'm like, holy crap, they have three defensive touchdowns. Deshaun Watson has four points, and I'm down by like 60. What is happening? 
<laughs> so, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I, I wasn't watching games yet, so I think I was still out and about coming back home, and I'm getting texts from Ben like, oh, my God, Cleveland scored again. And so I was this like, is oh, wow, ridiculous. He says, no, the defense. <laughs> They've got a punt return. You, you at one point, you pick said. Six, a fumble return. You, you texted me, you said, Donovan Peoples-Jones got a punt return, and I texted you back, why is this relevant? I have him literally nowhere. And you were like, you started the defense. And I was like, oh, you're right. I'm getting fantasy points. The first thing I said was DVP just had a punt return. You're like, who's DVP? I'm like, Donovan Peoples-Jones, you <laughs> idiot. Gosh. Oh. Do that, you, uh, not to mention... There's another league where we have a, uh, speaking of scenarios, we got a win and in scenario. Well, not really a win and in. It's a win and buy scenario. So We're both competing for the, for the buy. I think you're the two seed. I'm probably the three seed, but we play each other yeah. next week. Yeah, but I think the way that everything will sort of work out is regardless, whoever wins our matchup gets the two seed and the buy, and the loser will be the three seed. Do we have, a, do we no have the same record in that league? I think we're about to because I think I just lost and lost the league median this week. That's tough. So I'm getting an 0 and 2 week under my belt this week. That's it's very unfortunate when you have these late buys and injuries and um, you know the whole team sucked. I'm gonna I'm gonna go 2 and 0 with the league median again, and it's solely because of Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you took the I mean, literally, that's that's what's so funny about fantasy, right? Is you took a league winner, and it took a team that at draft day you felt not and no, I did not feel good about. about this team. And to be to be fair, it, it was a dynasty startup, so I got Josh Jacobs in like the eighth round, and he was like one of those who are like. You know, a lot of people were passing on him to take younger guys. Like I think somebody, they probably took like Rashad White ahead of him because they're like it's a dynasty league. It's you got the people who are trying to be clever and be like the um, productive rebuilds. Like oh, I'm going to take all young players, suck for the year, get the 101 and stuff like that. So I'm like, screw it. Josh Jacobs is there. Like I'm, let's win a championship. And I I did not see this happening. No, I mean you are, but and it's been like a slow climb, right? Because you started out pretty low, and then things. Have I was just like kind of in middle of the snowballed. league, like you know, after week four, I think I was in like seventh or eighth place, and I'm like, gosh, do I just sell everyone and rebuild now? And then, yeah, it just kind of exploded. It's fun times. I guess maybe this is reason number three hundred sixty-three why you do not sell everyone in week four. Yeah, don't. Don't give up too early. <laughs> I've done it before, and I've also had situations like this where it panned out great. So, why don't we hop into some news? Not not a lot of good news this week. No, it's there's not a lot of news, and the news that there is is bad news. So, it's just a big old ball of suck all the way around. But um, Matthew Stafford, he's out for the season with a spinal contusion is it is it like a season ending thing or is it just like he's out and they're probably just not going to bring him back kind of thing? i think they put him on ir and they've basically just said they're not going to bring him back the seasons it's a lost season for the for the rams so i think they're just going to get him try to get him healthy for next year and call it call it quits love that yeah they are 
what three and nine right now. Yeah, it's so not good. Every and they, everyone is hurt. They do not have their own first round pick. That would be the they Detroit Lions who have that pick. So, not a good time for our friend the Los Angeles Rams. Well, I mean, they got their Super Bowl, so I think all they, their fans are like, you know what, it's worth it. I would go three and nine if the Falcons would win a Super Bowl. Like, I'll go three and nine for the next three years for a Super Bowl win. Have you ever have you ever wondered that the last five years of Atlanta Falcons football is their penance for making it to the Super Bowl and then losing? Their penance. Yeah, I mean, you, they you suck you're, now. You a karma guy? <laughs> they they suck, and it's because they made the Super Bowl. You know, we suck because of Dan Quinn. And now we suck because of Arthur Smith and Marcus Mariota. So, who are you going to, what's going to, I wonder what the reason for y'all sucking is going to be next year. Probably because we won just enough games this year to not get a quarterback. <laughs> so it'll still be Arthur Smith. Yeah, I'm, I'm still going to blame Arthur Smith. Even if you fire him, it'll be his fault. I, I am happy he's finally come out and been like, we're going to evaluate all positions, including quarterbacks. So maybe there's a chance we start Desmond Ritter. I doubt it. I, I doubt it. But I would love to at least see what we've got. What have we got to lose? Marcus Mariota... Apparently a playoff is, spot. At... I don't even know what, we, what our record is. Was it 5-8? and eight? Something like Something that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. And we're still second in the division? Yep. It's ridiculous. You're doing your best, uh, like, 2014-2013 Panthers impersonation that year when they went, like, six games and won the division? Yeah. That's impressive stuff. Uh, Kenneth Walker, he has a jammed ankle, according to Pete Carroll. It's the first time I've ever heard of that. ankle. Yeah, I hadn't either. I um, mean, it, ma- it makes sense from an anatomy perspective. Like, you can do it, but it's a joint that's built to support the entire weight of a human body, so you don't see it jammed very often. No. It's, it's a very weird-sounding injury, and so I don't know... I don't really know what we're dealing with here, to be honest with you. I don't know if this is like, he'll be fine next week, or he's out like a month. I have no clue. I, I didn't watch it. Did he like? I, I guess he walked off the field and everything. Like he's. I have no idea. Signs I, point I well. was not watching the game when he got hurt, so I really don't know. True Seahawks fan, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's a fair I weather. The end of the game. Fair weather Seahawks fan. I, I saw I saw DK win it for us in the end. Uh, I saw Cam Akers revive his career in one afternoon, but that was about it. I had a, I think I had a couple people, you know, DM us and stuff like that, and, and uh, one guy was asked, a few guys were asking about DK, and I said to start him, and they were like, "But why? Like, why wouldn't you start?" I can't remember who <laughs> they were why? telling me. To, no, no, it was like, oh no, it was DK or Samaje Piran, and I said to start DK over mm. Piran, and they were like, "Why? Piran's going to be great." And to be fair, he was, but DK still outscored him by like ten points, and I'm like DK's, I mean, he's still great, guys, and Geno Smith. Did you know Geno Smith is second in the league in QBR right now? Next you know what's to, crazy? Next to Tua Tagovailoa. Oh, Geno Smith is currently on pace for a Seahawks franchise record in QBR. That's. <laughs> he's the he's like the he's like fifth in the league in passing yards. Like it's 
Yeah. We I've never never we, seen a situation where your Hall of Fame quarterback was the problem and Russ was the problem. Jobbed the Broncos. That I've never that's the biggest ripoff in in league history. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, you're going to get a top 5 pick out of that. Oh. And I mean, make we the, we, we make the playoffs and get a top 5 pick. We we acquired a top 10 NFL quarterback. We gave them maybe the 33rd best quarterback in the NFL. And on top of that, we got two first round picks. And let's not forget, uh, who else did you get in there? You got like two seconds, didn't you? Yeah, we got a couple seconds and Noah Fant um, and a D lineman. And uh, Drew Locke. Yeah. I guess we already had Geno Smith, so we didn't really acquire him. But but we got we got to unleash Geno Smith on the world, and we got to add in a bunch of stuff to fill in the cupboard. Uh, we I think we also used one of those first round picks on Tariq Woolen, who is I could be wrong on that I don't know, but I, but Tariq Woolen has been you know one of PFF's highest graded cornerbacks this year, so that was that was very nice. That's that's the biggest just that's flat out robbery. Yeah, I I mean. Yes. <laughs> we, stole we from the Denver Broncos. Absolutely stole stole from yeah, from child's fingers. Um all right, back to the news. Let's run through these. Lamar Jackson, we mentioned him already. He's he's week to week with a knee injury. Um it it does not it's been confirmed it's not season ending. So that that is great, but it is obviously something that you'll have to monitor for the next few weeks. I don't think he's going to play next week, so at a minimum I think we're looking at one game missed. Potentially two, but um, I'm, really, it's I'm hoping you're getting your, back. Mess up playoff uh, start sits big time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping we get him back week 15 or something like that, but we'll see on him. Uh, Aaron Jones missed the majority of the Packers game Sunday with a shin injury. I think he came back into the he, game. I though, think so. he came like back and in a couple times, but every time he came back in, he was kind of grabbing at the leg, so you, you could tell it was really bothering him. So, you know, we'll kind of so see on that fire one. Fire up forward. A.J. Dillon, except for the fact that they're going he's on by, so he's probably going to be fine. Yeah. Oh, well. It was a nice, what, two weeks of A.J. Dillon? Yeah, we've had... It's nice to see he could still season. do it, at least. Yeah. I would have liked to maybe have gotten better than two weeks of decent production, of startable production. but you Especially know. since you probably drafted him in, like, the fifth round of your drafts this yeah. year. So that's uh, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yep. You thought you were getting Tony Pollard. Instead, you got, uh, well, Najee a Harris, bum. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. At best. Uh, Jimmy G broke his foot. He's out for the year. Tragic. Super. Tra- the, the 49ers have maybe the worst injury luck of any franchise I can remember. Yeah. I mean. They lost uh, Elijah Mitchell, came back for a week, and now he's back on IR. Um, You know, Debo's got an injury history. He's in and out. He's been hurt this year. He's a little banged up right now, even though he played this past week. You got one of the most legendary injury-prone running backs in the world in Christian McCaffrey, even though he's good to go right now. George Kittle is always in and out of the lineups. I mean, it's – I feel bad for 49er fans – and what's scary is there's still 
they're probably they're probably the scariest team in the NFC still, next to the Eagles. I think. Like I still don't want to play them. They're great. Yeah, I I still think that the drop off from Jimmy G to Brock Purdy is probably going to be. I mean, I Purdy. He looked he looked pretty good. Uh, on Sunday, <laughs> he looked he looked all right. He was fine. I don't know if he is somebody that you can count on the rest of the year. I think they're going to probably want to bring in somebody. They're probably going to put in a claim on Mr. Baker Mayfield who got cut. I don't know that they'll get him, but I'm sure they'll drop a claim on there for him. I would take him as a backup. Yeah, I would also take Brock Purdy as a backup, but here we are where he's probably going to start. Yeah, that's... uh... The situation is getting dire over in the NFC West. Do you pick him up and play him in a Superflex League, or are you avoiding the situation? If you, like, say you had Lamar, I'm putting in, if, if I had Lamar Jackson, like, I'm putting in a bunch of claims. One of them is Brock Purdy. The main one, obviously, is Tyler Huntley. But if I don't get Tyler Huntley, I think I'm okay settling for Brock Purdy and hoping for the best. Yeah. Uh, You also have in here, because you're a goober, you have Jamar Chase looked good. Yes, sir. No other other comment. Yes, sir. Nothing we can use for the show except Jamar Chase looked good. I fired up Jamar Chase everywhere (laughs) I could, but I didn't feel great about it because um, I didn't know if he would be going to be on a snap count. It felt like an injury that he could, you know, very easily re-injure. It was like a hip fracture and a torn labrum, which I'm surprised he's even playing at all. And he played no limitations. He looked explosive. The Chiefs were just as scared of him as they always have been. And he still had 100 yards in seven catches. So Jamar Chase is back to... I don't know if I'm willing to put him in top five right now because the injury still does worry me, but... I mean, at worst, he's top six rest of the season. So, fire up Jamar Chase. Yeah, I think he's right there. And um, he's going to – yeah, it's a foregone conclusion, right? Like, he just – he's going to continue to be really good. And uh, as long as that offense keeps – The Bengals are – they're playing with a fire in their belly right now. They have a – I mean, they just beat the Chiefs. They have a shot at the one seed. I still don't think they get it, but they've they've got a lot to play for. And they, they even play the Bills later this year. So I think they've got a point to prove, and it's a tough – we'll talk about it later in the show. It's a tough rest of the season schedule for them. But as far as the pass catchers go, I'm not super, super concerned just because of how they're playing right now. Yeah. Why don't we talk some league winners, uh, some playoff schedules, some guys that could be great during the playoffs, could be potentially terrible during the playoffs. Uh, you, you, you talk about these players and you're kind of reminiscing on like Amon Ross St. Brown, Rashad Penny a year ago, David Montgomery a couple of years ago. Players that are basically set up to succeed based on the schedule or in the other case, set up to fail based on their schedule. So, Ben, why don't you just lead us off? The first guy here, somebody that probably is going to go off on their playoff schedule. 
and we it's great because we get to run on a, yet another victory lap with this player. And it feels like a little bit of a cheat, but Jonathan Taylor is set up to absolutely be a league winner. Um, he's getting like still 90 plus percent of the touches out of his backfield, which is phenomenal. Even though the Indianapolis Colts offense as a whole is awful, he's still getting enough to warrant and being an RB1 every single week in and out. Um, and he's going up weeks 15, 16, 17 against the Minnesota Vikings, the Los Angeles Chargers and the New York Giants. None of those run defenses really terrify me. Uh, Minnesota, I guess there's a little bit of an asterisk with Jonathan Taylor because he is on a bye this week, so you, there's one less week you have him heading into the playoffs. But still, Minnesota doesn't really scare me. The Chargers have had a bad run defense for the past few years. They just gave up like 150 yards to Josh Jacobs, and I don't see them improving vastly. And the Giants have been a very good defense. They've just been, you know, competitive in every single game that they've been in, but they still don't terrify me. I think Jonathan Taylor will be fine in that one as well. So, yeah, Jonathan Taylor could absolutely catch fire at the tail end of the season. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's some of this is kind of just self-explanatory. It's like you probably aren't going to make any big swings with any of these players. Um, if you have the trade deadline open, still you could potentially uh, make a move for some of these guys or maybe uh, in a couple of these cases try and trade away a couple of guys just based on the playoff schedules. But I think if nothing else, it's just something to be aware of. In most, um, it's, you know, with the trade deadline, like you mentioned, like most of these times, it, now you're just sizing up your team. Right. To mentally prepare yourself, do I have a chance? Right. Yeah, so you're kind of looking at like, is there are there any moves I can make? Maybe maybe you can snag somebody off waivers that is a member of one of these teams that has a advantageous playoff schedule. Um, see if you can kind of dip into that pie a little bit. But you know, for the most part, it's uh, can you? I don't know. I mean, you're you're trying to put your team in the best situation to win, obviously, but. I think for a lot of teams, if you can't really trade, you're sort of just like, okay, do I have a shot? And if you got Jonathan Taylor, well, you, you got a shot at the RB1 overall rest of season, I think. You do have a shot. Uh, another team slash group of players that has a wonderful playoff schedule here, it's the Chargers, and that is mostly for the passing game. But they've got the Dolphins, the Titans, the Colts, and the Rams weeks 14 through 17. Those are wonderful. So that means fire up Justin Herbert, but also Keenan Allen, Mike Williams if he's playing, and even though he's a running back, Austin Eckler. Because um, he's a wide receiver. Basically, he – I mean, he's matchup proof. It really doesn't matter. The Titans are a great run defense. Um but it, it really doesn't matter. They just let Jalen Hurts throw for 400 yards against him. So. And it was one of those, I mean, like, you, you knew the, the – like, it was great because, like, a lot – it's I'm, – I'm losing my words here. But there's always the concern with Jalen Hurts as a passer, I guess. Um, so you were wondering if against a really good Titans run defense, if they would lean more into that. And that no, they just kind of unleashed Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith were both 
spectacular. And if you're going to let Jalen Hurts do that to you, with hopefully a healthy Mike Williams, Keenan Allen back, and as good as Jalen Hurts is, he's nowhere close to the passer that Justin Herbert is. So, yeah, he's going to hopefully absolutely dominate. Um, He's going to have to be in a shootout with Miami, so those are always great. And Indianapolis just gave up 50 points to Dallas. So, yeah. Yeah. And the Rams just are fielding a JV team. The Rams are giving up, so. (laughs) The Rams are done. Yeah, the the Chargers have a very, very, very wonderful schedule. I wonder if they're even going to make the playoffs this year. I, have you? Um, they still got a shot. Yeah, they they got to push for it at least. They got to start stringing together a couple. Of I W's. think they uh, keep dropping they're, games. They're, well, their coach is. He's got to make something happen. His he's definitely on the hot seat. Um, I've heard rumors that they're looking to move on from him, and that potentially this obviously this is all speculation, but I've heard a lot of Sean Payton talks to go there potentially, if they do in fact move on. So I mean that would be great. Long term for Justin Herbert is the mastermind behind Drew Brees. So I mean, deep down, I kind of I hope would that love happens. that. Yeah, that, that would, would be, be awesome. wonderful. That would be incredible. Yeah, uh, we'll see though. Uh, next one, Ben. Next, uh, it's kind of this one's weird. There's, there's I feel like there's a lot of asterisks by it, but the Ravens have a great, great schedule. Obviously, a lot of it is going to depend on the health of Lamar Jackson. But if he can, in fact, come back and uh, possibly J.K. Dobbins finally, hopefully, please return to some kind of form. They play the Steelers, which don't terrify me, the Browns, the Falcons, which is great, and then the Steelers again. All defenses, particularly in the secondary, that can be very easily exploited. Yeah, all of these teams are... I mean, they're, they're they're bad defenses against the run. They're bad against the pass. Uh, these are like just up and down the board, like really great matchups. Um, I know the the Chargers have like the number one passing matchups, number one quarterback strength of schedule, or I guess what am I trying to say? It is the best schedule for quarterback. Uh, but the these this Raven schedule's got to be not far behind. I'm sure like Gus Edwards, um, you know, would get a boost. Uh, whoever is the quarterback, obviously, is going to benefit from this. So, yeah, the fire up your Ravens, I think. Um, but you know, obviously, it is such a small pie anyway. Like you just hope that Mark Andrews can be better in the playoffs. And I mean, you were going to fire up Mark Andrews. I don't care anyway. if he plays the Jets and the Bills and uh, the 49ers. You're going to play him no matter what. So, Right. Plus, I guess if you are a Mark Andrews owner, you're hoping that Lamar stays out because uh, Mark Andrews a year ago averaged like six more points a game with Tyler Huntley, a quarterback. Tyler Huntley was throwing the ball like 20 times a game. He didn't care. Which, yeah, he was like, oh. And, Mark I mean, Andrews, if I was the quarterback of the Ravens, somewhere. the backup, nothing to lose, like, yeah, I'm going to force feed the best player we've got. Like, why not? Yeah, I mean, I would too. <laughs> I would be trying to find my safety blanket. Uh, and Tyler Hundley, not a bad backup. Uh, another one here, Derrick Henry. This is Holy also cow. a little bit of cheating, but. But he's got the Jaguars, the Chargers, Houston, 
and then Dallas. That's not great. But those first three, Jaguars, Chargers, Texans, those I, are incredible. It's so frustrating with Jonathan Taylor. I would have put him at kind of my running back one rest of the season just based off schedule. But he plays the Chargers – or he plays Houston in week 18, which is so incredibly frustrating. Like, I want them in week 17. Like, that's that's my league-winning week. But Derrick Henry does have Houston in that stretch. And I think – correct me if I'm wrong. He's had, like, 200 yards the past yes. four times he's played them. So Yes. The past four times Derrick Henry has played the Texans, he has run for over 200 yards every time. So if you're in one of those leagues where there's a two-week playoff – you're gonna, you're probably gonna get forty points from Derrick Henry that week. So you're gonna. <laughs> I be think f- if if you're facing Derrick Henry that week, you kind of just need to be like, all right, he's gonna be great. Can I beat the rest of his team? Because <laughs> Derrick Henry's gonna go off. Yeah, he's gonna absolutely shred you. So it may be a little bit cheating, but Jacksonville Chargers, Houston, that's that's the greatest fantasy stretch in or greatest defense stretch in fantasy history, as far as I'm concerned. For, for a running back, at least. If, if you could just throw in there in Week 17 the uh, Cleveland Browns, that would be about Mason as good as you can kick. get for a running back. That that would be wonderful. It's going to give go us our final 30, 30, 40, 30. I mean, just... Yeah. I mean, Derrick Henry could could finish thing, this thing out as the RB1. That's very possible with this this schedule. He's going to eat. Give us our final uh, one for the... One. Uh, the yeah. crazy, the crazy ones. Yeah, he did it last year, and he's he's probably gonna do it again. It's Amonor St. Brown. My, he, there's a guy in one of our leagues. He he lost Cooper Cup, and he's he was on the fringe of making the playoffs, and he had a tough matchup just to get in, and he was like, "Dude, I don't know if I'm gonna make it." And he was texting me, and I'm like, "You, you gotta you gotta hope that Amonor St. Brown turns into Cooper Cup," and and he did. He had 30 points this past week. And I'm That's not scared exactly of the Vikings. I'm not scared of the Panthers. I'm not scared of the Bears. I am a little worried about the Jets. However, I think just the slot usage that Amonra has, I still think he should be fine, even in a bad matchup there. And it's only one bad matchup. So throughout that stretch, I think we can we can kind of look past the one game you're worried and focus on the three other games where he should absolutely dominate. Yeah, I'm looking at, like, if you have a two-week championship and you've got Amon-Ra against Panthers and Bears, that is oh, very, 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 so very sweet. nice. That's that's going to be very good. So I am very excited about that stretch if I'm an Amon-Ra St. Brown owner. Yeah, that's you, – you're, you're definitely staring down the championship for sure. Yeah. Why don't we look at uh, a couple pretty terrifying uh, – playoff schedules a couple guys that you probably aren't moving off of them but you know you i guess just bear guys in you, mind you have in. you you have to start them but it's it's gonna not it's gonna feel so bad when you do it and the first one i talked about derrick henry having the best fan schedule in, in fantasy history joe mixon might have the worst i've ever seen goes up against tampa one of the best run defenses in the league New England, one of the best defenses, period, in the league. And then Buffalo, who also is one of the best defenses in the league. So 
whereas I, I kind of talked about how I'm not as concerned about the Bengals' pass catchers, I'm very concerned about Joe Mixon. Yeah, he is he's probably going to struggle in that stretch. And what's really funny is the um the whole argument with Joe Mixon was like expected fantasy points all year long. It was, you know, he should be performing at X. You know, usually it was like he should be giving you like 20 PPR points per week kind of thing, but he was giving you like 15. Um and then Samaj P Ryan goes out in two straight weeks, incredible. I guess three straight weeks. He gives you 20 points a week, and it's like, oh, oh, wh- wh- why is Joe Mixon not doing that? Um, and then you get to have that in the back of your mind while he's trotted out against the Buccaneers, the Patriots, and the Bills, where he's probably going to struggle. So I think the collective consciousness on Joe Mixon is probably going to be a little bit low this time next year yeah, or you, just you, in the offseason. You have to start him, but, man, that's that's tough. It is brutal. Uh, the other one here, Travis Etienne, week 14-15. Uh, he's got Dallas and the Jets. He does get Houston uh, after that, so that is obviously very nice. But Dallas and the Jets, I mean, th- that's brutal. You're going to start him regardless. Um, the problem is, if he has two dud games, are you even going to get to Houston? That is the thing. So with some of these, like, you – yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna get. To, I don't know if you're gonna make it to week seventeen. I don't know if you're gonna make it to the finals. Uh, if your running back is giving you dud burgers every week, but if you can make it to the finals, he does have Houston. So there's that. But yeah, just just a little worried about those. Actually, we didn't even fully get him in there. It's Tennessee, Dallas, Jets, and then Houston in week seventeen. So Tennessee has a. I mean, you just saw the Eagles were scared to run on them, and Eagles are the best running team in the league. Yeah, the the Titans can't stop you in the air, but they are one of the best teams against running backs in the NFL. So It would make sense because they practice against Derrick Henry. <laughs> right. They're a Mike Vrabel coach team. So that's three straight terrible matchups for ETN. Obviously, Houston is wonderful at the end of it, but... Uh, you kind of just hope he can make it through. If you can if make it can through the score gauntlet, touchdowns you've got each week, one nice fine. little nugget at the end waiting for you. But right, you're just hoping for like passing work or touchdown, uh, or maybe he just breaks a long run or something. Um, but yeah, he's he's probably going to average a low yards per carry in those three weeks. And it's a very inconsistent offense in Jacksonville. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right, the moment you've all been waiting for. Obviously. Actually, it's just the moment Ben's all been waiting for. It's the Weekly Weenies. Where I get to yell at uh, rich men who don't know who I am. (laughs) That's exactly what this is. It's it's a lot of fun. All right, we ready? We're ready. Let's kick it off. Let's kick it off with the quarterback position. Uh, No surprise, Russell Wilson is back on here after losing to Tyler Huntley. So... Yeah, that's a lot of fun for a guy you pay two firsts, two seconds, and players for, for him to you know get at. Let's let's be honest, slaughtered by the by the Ravens defense. So, <laughs> yeah, that's great. And uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, I, I had jokes that I was going to mention here. I I I've decided I I don't think they were fully appropriate for this show. 
You don't think you can do it? I I don't think so. It's it, it it would be bold for me to say that too many people listen for listen to this show for me to say it, but I would like the listeners to go up eventually. And I don't know. I feel like I could get some hate for some of the jokes we have about Deshaun Watson. <laughs> but I, I digress. He absolutely killed you this week. Uh, five points. You saw Cleveland score twenty four. They were all, all defensive touchdowns. So. That's a lot of fun. He did not look good. Honestly, not super surprising. He hasn't played football in two years. So you kind of expected some rust. We'll see moving forward. But for now, Deshaun is firmly on the weekly weenies. Uh, Now we move on to some running backs. Uh, Aaron Jones, in and out of the game. So I I don't know. It feels a little bit cheating to put him on here. Travis Etienne, only like 50 yards. He lost a fumble. Not not a great showing from Travis Etienne. And this one, this is more like the tight end special for the Weekly Weenies. Uh, I told you mm-hmm. for the show and asked you a question who you thought the tight end one was on the week. And, but, and is it too much? You were kind of surprised who it was. It was Noah Fant. Yeah. It was the tight and, end but, one. But not only was it Noah Fant, give us the point total that Noah Fant got you as the Noah, tight end one. This is half PPR. Uh, Noah Fant put up 12 points. Yikes! As the tight end one overall this week. That's that's not even... I mean, it's double digits, but it is like... Do, do you you're know not the, even in the teens. You know who the tight end two was? No, I forgot. Greg Dolchich. Oh. Let's, what was it? Four catches, 80 yards. That's the tight end two? Yeah, that's... That was a great week for tight ends. So oh. the tight end position as a whole, let's mention some names in particular. George Kittle got you three points. He lost his quarterback. I don't care. Your team still scored 30 <laughs> points. You should have more than three. Uh, the man who has not, hasn't even come close to being on the weekly winnies this week, he finally makes an appearance. It's the best player in fantasy, Travis Kelsey, with 5.6 points. What happened? This was like the highest... Over under game of the week, you're playing the Bengals. You're supposed to be in a shootout with them, and they shut you down, man. What happened? I guess it's better it happens now than in the playoffs, but that hurts, dude. It hurts. Dalton Schultz, yeah. he's been one of the more reliable tight ends as of late. Four points. Just for the worst position in fantasy, it, it was in just a miserable week. Horrible. Can't stand yeah, that's, it. That's, that's brutal. I cannot believe that your tight end one had 12 points and a half PPR. That your tight end two's giving you like 10 points. I'd be I'd be willing to bet that there's some leagues where the entire top five of tight ends this week weren't started. It was Noah Fant, Greg Dolchich, Evan Ingram, Gerald Everett, and Cole Komet. Oh, there, there, that, there's possibly leagues where none of those guys even started. I wish we could look this up, but like, when was the last week in which the top five tight ends did not include George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, oh my gosh. or Darren um, Waller? Maybe a week that all four of those teams were on by. <laughs> if, <laughs> like, that's, if that's, that's even insane. been a week. That is crazy. If we had more resources at this show and a bigger, a bigger staff outside the two of us, uh, <laughs> we might could have made that stat happen. But we'd go find. We that. can't right now. That's crazy. Uh, and then obviously, it wouldn't be the weekly weenies if we didn't finish it out with Elijah Moore once again had like below three points, which is great. 
Uh, Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts still getting you no points for your lineup. Just your weekly reminder that for fantasy purposes, Josh and I are both as good as Calvin Ridley at this moment. Yep. And we're adding a new face to the weekly weenies this week. Don't know if we'll keep him. It's an him ugly a, face. It's it's not good. Don't know if we'll keep him as a mainstay or not. Remains to be seen. But uh on a team where the quarterbacks are PJ Walker and Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield was so bad that he got cut. <laughs> oh no. So, so Baker has officially made his way to the weekly weenies. And it's not in a good way. Oh, Baker. What have you done? Nothing. That's the problem. (laughs) Nothing. He's what's you know what's really unfortunate is he's gonna get picked up by the 49ers and they're gonna win a Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield as the starting quarterback. They will not. If Baker Mayfield is the starting quarterback, they will not win a Super Bowl. They have a better chance with Brock Purdy. He's going to be worse than Brock Purdy. He will. I promise you, oh. it will be worse. Uh, Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant, as in he was the seventh round, 144th pick, and he as is in the last the, player drafted. And he is better than the former number one overall. Mm. Baker Mayfield, if he is picked up by the 49ers, will be the backup to the third string rookie quarterback on the 49ers. <laughs> That's, and that is the honest truth. Oh, and on that terrible note, it's time to end. <laughs> yeah, uh, you sound like uh, what is it? A grand the tour? Grand tour? Yeah, yeah. That terrible oh, disappointment. <laughs> it's time to end. Oh man, uh, yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, check us out on Instagram if you enjoyed the episode. We are over there at Fantasy Brothers underscore. Uh, or on Twitter at Fantasy Bros underscore. And if you really especially love the show, check us out on Patreon. Uh, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash Fantasy Brothers. If you check us out there and support us on Patreon, eventually we could get to the point where we could have found out when the last week that the tight end top five didn't include Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, or George Kittle. We could have. We could have paid a researcher through our Patreon money. Yeah. But there's not enough of it yet. So go hit the $1 a month over there, and we'll get a researcher so we can figure out the last time that Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, Kittle, and whoever else weren't in the top five tight ends. Anyways, uh, that'll do it for this one. Uh, We'll see you when we see you. And, uh, yeah, have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.